The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back to another episode of Silence Your Phones, your movie review podcast found here on the network uh, at BICBP-radio.com. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Sean Fritz, who continues to repel the COVID. Sean, what's up, dude? I'm rubber and you're glue. (laughs) Any COVID you throw at me bounces off and penetrates you. Which sounds dirtier than I'm intended it to be. <laughs> How's it going, dude? How are you? I am still 100% healthy. Nice. Physically. Uh, I'm going on a plane in a couple of weeks, Chris. Oh, Lord. Really? Well, yeah. I can't decide if I want to wear one of my Psycho Ranger masks or if I should really take it seriously and wear a real, like a serious mask, like a, I don't know, a paint sprayer mask. <laughs> uh, a gas mask um i'll tell you what i was just at my sister-in-law's last night and we were talking and uh last month at the, uh, about four weeks ago she flew to tennessee to look at some land um and i guess the the rules are like if you're somewhere that was uh, uh one of these kind of states that's on the, the list that new york says you know if you you go to you got a quarantine when you come back you mean um, every if you're state? there Almost, yeah, right. If you're there for less than 24 hours, you're good. You don't have to. So they literally did, like, they flew in, did something for, like, 12 hours, and then flew back out immediately. Um, but anyway, she said that flying was actually the nicest it's been in a long time. Like, there's barely any lines for security. Uh, the planes were practically empty. It was ridiculous. So, I mean, I think you. I th- my first instinct when you said you were flying was like, uh-oh. But then it's kind of like, eh, I mean... It's probably better right now. I mean, you don't want to have to be there, but it's not a packed plane. Well, I mean, I flew all of last year for work, so I'm very aware of, you know, I'm one of those people that takes traveling as, you know, as seriously as possible, uh, flying specifically, as seriously as you should. You know, I show up two hours early. Uh, If I am like an hour and a half prior to the plane taking off, I'm like, all right, let's, let's be nervous on the inside, but not on the outside. And because, you know, then TSA will be like, you look suspicious. But I also have TSA pre-check because I flew so much last year. You know, I have a free check bag because I'm, uh, you know, I'm of that. I hate to say it this way. I'm of that status with the airline that I fly with. And I only fly with that airline because then that's how you get those benefits. So, you know, and I know what to do. I know how to dress. I know how to pack. So it's not like, and I'm only going for a weekend, you know, well, Thursday through leaving Sunday morning. So it's not like I'm, you know, it's not like I'm, uh, I'm new to this. It's not like I'm yeah. going to show up at the airport. Like, Where do I park? Can someone yeah. put my hand when I go through the thing? Cause I, I'm not a big boy yet. Are you, uh, where are you, is it for work? No, no. Uh, I'm, he's 
from Chicago, so we're going out that way. She's going a couple of days before me. Friend of her, Sweet. and here's the irony: friend of hers just had a baby. So, Oof. yeah. And here's the thing: uh, the parents are now playing zone defense as opposed to one man to man. Yeah. So she's going out to see her, and you know all that other stuff. So it's, I'm going out to meet them, and so we'll, uh, you know, she asks that we take precautions. She's also a nurse, so you know that adds to the fun. Right. But she's been all, she's also been on leave since she had this child. Hasn't gone back to work yet. So, you know, fun, fun, yeah. fun, dude. Should be a good time. I mean, you're just guys just hanging out at the house, right? I mean, I don't think there's much you can do out and about at the moment. Uh, in Chicago, I mean, you can go out and get shot, but I'm not a really, into the, <laughs> I didn't plan for that. So, you know, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, no, same, same. I, oh, actually, I'm going away this weekend as well coming up, but it's, it's, uh, I'm not going out of state. I'm just going over to the Adirondacks. Getting some chairs? Um, no, got a little cabin place. Uh, me and Anthony and Matt are just going to go out there and kind of hang out. Oh, thanks for the invite. Away. Yeah, no problem, man. No yeah, problem. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was I cool of you guys to think of me. You, you know what would have happened, though? You would have come into the state and they would have told you, sorry, you got to go into this room for the next 14 days before we let you leave the airport. I show up, Anthony gets sick. <laughs> <laughs> or you get sick because of Anthony. Like that's let's be honest, that's what'll happen. You've been fighting it for so long. You 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 see Anthony once, he sneezes on you and you get sick. I would whoop his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny, dude. Too funny. Anyway, um, well, this isn't a travel show. This is a movie show. Folks, sorry for listening. They they had to sit through that while we're catching up. Who cares? You know what right? they did? They silenced their phones while we were talking. There you go. And now they're going to silence their phones even longer as we get into the movie for this week. Sean, I think this is your your thing. You got to tell us what's up here. So, oh, you mean about the movie? No, so, no, no. Just get like oh. introduce us. Tell us, tell us what we watched. Roadhouse. Can I buy you guys a drink? Guess not. Patrick Swayze is Dalton. I thought you'd be bigger. Opinions vary. When he's around, anything can happen. How's a guy like you end up a bouncer? Just lucky, I guess. And usually does. If somebody gets in your face, I want you to be nice. Don't, don't be rude. Ask him to walk, but be nice. Help this gentleman to the door. Until it's time to not be nice. So says the fighting philosopher. He may be hard to handle. I keep talking, you're going to go off thinking I'm a nice guy. I know you're not a nice guy. But he's easy to like. What's the matter, Dalton? Don't you like women? The worst I ever had was wonderful. He's not what you'd expect. I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> but there's one thing you can count on. He's the best friend a good time ever had. Aren't you guys tired? Doc, I'll get all the sleep I need when I'm dead. This is my town. I'm not afraid of him. I guess you'll be having that fire sale now, all right? <laughs> you got your hands full, kid. I just think I'm looking at a dead man. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Did that line of work, I thought you'd be bigger. Gee, I've never heard that before. Roadhouse.
1989 vehicle starring Patrick Swayze, Kelly Lynch, Sam Elliott, and uh, for some reason, Gilbert Godfrey's favorite punchline, Ben Gazzara, also featuring <laughs> Terry Funk, former yeah. NWA heavyweight champion, getting his ass handed to him all the yeah, time. Yeah, dude, I can't wait till we get into the acting and actors on this. Oh, I got to tell you, the last time, the only, I think it's one, I've only seen this movie once full, like full from beginning to end. Um, you poor, poor man. But I have never seen the film unedited. I've always seen it on oh. TV. Yes. So this is the first time I saw it unedited. And boy, was it quite a different movie. Oh, yeah. You ain't kidding. <laughs> From what I remember. Uh, that, so, yeah, I, I came into this thinking, you know, let's see. I, I don't have any kind of preconceived notions. I just know, you know, a lot of pop culture references to Roadhouse. I remember watching it one, you know, when I was a kid. But again, it was on TV. Let's see what this is about. And boy, was I surprised at what I got. It was not what I was expecting. I mean, it was it was in terms of you know the plot of the film, and but there was a whole lot more to this film. It's 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 going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. But you were saying this is something you watched all the time, like you know this film inside and out. Oh, I know this film real well. I mean, it's you know, I, I to be honest with you, I watched probably with the exception of the last fifteen minutes of the movie because I know exactly what happens, and I'm, I'm still prepared. I'm kind of excited to talk about it because Roadhouse is such. Like you said, it's it's such a dense, but logically dense script. It's not like we're talking about Dune here, where you know, right. or or um, you know, I mean, you know, certain movies you can drill down to a sentence or two, like Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's a movie about walking, right? This is a movie uh, about bar fights and how to avoid bar fights while taking down a self-proclaimed owner of a town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really the the whole movie. So I was talking to somebody at work and I was telling them how I had watched it and that, you know, for me, the way I had explained it to them was this movie was the epitome of kind of like what this is a a, a guy's movie. It just is. But it's the idea oh, yeah. of what the studios in the, the, the mid to late 80s and into the 90s thought this is this is these this is what guys want. This is a movie with explosions. This is a movie with martial arts this is a movie with drinking with rock music with monster cars with naked women all over the place i mean this is just a from beginning to end straight up guy movie it really is a young michael bay takes notice (laughs) exactly dude (laughs) exactly you could i bet you he would point to this film and be like yes this was quite an influence on my style not just this this movie the scene where Emmett's house explodes oh right God. after an exclamation by Dr. Clay. Dude, this is this is going to be good. I, I really can't wait to get into this. I really can't because it's, I don't know. I had a fun time watching it, but it's it's one of those kinds of things where you have to, it doesn't, it doesn't fit in this climate right now. Like this movie can't oh, come out in theaters no. right now. It could oh, not come out no. in the theaters <laughs> at all, but I do appreciate it for what it is and where it came from. So I can't, like I said, let's get into this. Let's start talking about the film. Uh, what's the plot? Tell, tell everybody what this movie's about. Jeez, there's, like I said, there's so much. It's basically this, this secret society that everybody that owns a bar seems to know about, which is hilarious. <laughs> Um, right. And they just travel around to the, the highest bidder 
And Dalton, James Dalton, played by Patrick Swayze, with a rockin' mullet, by the way. Um, he um, he just happens upon this town just outside of Kansas City, which he's going to clean up this garbage pit of a bar. I think the guy came looking for him. He came to New York City yeah. and, and and grabs him because he'd heard of, he, you know, this is the guy. He heard, he's he's the one him. that you get to clean up your, 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 uh, your bar if you need it. Yeah, he's the best in the biz. Which, again... It's funny. There's the society, right? This business. Do is it like a union? Do they all have cards? You know what I mean. He's number so and so in the you union. Know what? <laughs> and you know what? It's stapled to the inside of the file folder that holds their medical records. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. This is. I remember th- th- when you said that. I remember just thinking to myself in the film, like this is kind of funny because when he ends up going to you know that Kansas City joint. Uh, they all know who he is. They're like, oh my God, that's him. I heard he did this one yeah. time. He ripped out a guy's throat. <laughs> well, they didn't say that at first. That was Ben Gazar. Right. That was Brad Wesley. Yeah. But, you know, he simultaneously starts working at this bar, but then he meets this doctor, and wouldn't you know it, the guy across the lake from where he rents his apartment runs the town. And He's the evil rich guy that came in and runs the town, basically shaking the businesses down for payment for... For, for protection. Uh, yeah, he's like he, the mob. He's he's the one man mob exactly, and you know he he ironically had a thing for the doctor that Dalton is now seeing, of course, and then because of that, everybody connected to her. Yeah, her uncle is the 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 guy who owns a motor shop, a automotive supply store. Hardware store. Yeah, becomes really good friends with Patrick's with with Dalton. Yeah. Through two meetings. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's one of those where he comes to a town and basically inserts himself into the life of the town. He becomes one of, kind of one of them to the ones that like him uh, and the ones that don't like him. He's the outsider. He brings, a, he's a one man, I bring the business to the to the town kind of guy. Yeah. You know, the, the hardware store, the, uh, the junkyard, the tire place, the car dealership. It's interesting. It's, it's, it's. It's not a. It's not complicated. The the plot to this film. It's not at all. It's it's very straightforward. Um, it's not complicated, but when you start to add in all the extra details and yeah. the web that it creates, it becomes very complex. Like yes. the plot on Wikipedia is long because it's got so many details in it. Yeah. Well, I think the person in here literally wrote out the movie the just movie, from beginning yeah. to end, from scenes. They every just scene took out you the see. Dialogue. Yeah, basically, they just wrote. They just told you the movie from beginning to end when you watch this. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but the, the the point is, is he gets, you know, he gets hired to clean up this roadhouse, this this you know this kind of juke joint where it's rowdy. It's nothing but fights, and and they they destroy the place. And he he comes in to turn it around to clean up the staff, to clean up the patrons, uh, and and start making the guy some money. Yeah, I would say that this bar at first introduction. Is if you could take, if if Rowdy Piper, if Rowdy Piper was a bar, it would be this. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly, dude. Oh man. Um. Let's get right into it, dude. Let's get into the actors and acting. So immediately it's Patrick Swayze that this is our this is our our main character. He's 1989. He's hot, dude. He's already 
done Ghost. He's done, you know, how many different films now? Outsiders back in the day when he was younger. Um, he's done so many different Flat. films already. Was it? He wasn't in. He was in. Uh, what's that one in the Catskills? The one that every woman likes. I can't remember. Oh, Red, Red, Red. No, he did Red, Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Uh, Dirty Dancing. Oh, Dirty Dancing. That that's right. And Ghost was the ne- the following year, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, he's and he's he, already on fire. You know, he's he's just and, blowing it up. And you know what was the year after that where he played the bad guy? Oh, what was that? Point Break. Oh. <laughs> just shoot into the air like crazy. Oh, man. That's one we have to come back to. But anyway, so well, Patrick Swayze. Complete our hot fuzz. Um, there you go. Retro, I don't know what, whatever. But yeah, Patrick Swayze, dude, as James Dalton. Uh, I liked it. I thought he did awesome. You know, he was very believable. Um, even with the yeah. fighting, like the fighting scenes, he looked believable, like he knew what he was doing. Oh, yeah. And I mean, in there was a lot of there there was a, you know, within the fights, especially like when he comes out of that window through their, his second big fight uh, with all the henchmen, you know, those three guys mm-hmm. in the bar mm-hmm. with Frank, the owner, you know, you couldn't tell if it was a stuntman or not falling through the window because of the way it was cut. And then when mm-hmm. he rolled over, I think it might have been him just sim- because face swapping wasn't really a thing then. And, you know, just the way that they, he took the fall. I really honestly think that um, uh, Terry Funk might have done a lot of, uh, might have helped with a lot of the, the fight choreography specific to falling. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And dude, Terry Funk, when I saw Terry Funk as that bouncer, I was just like, hey, this is amazing. One of the best, amazing, like one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, professional wrestlers of all time. Terry, the man Funk, dude. I mean, did you like his... I don't know what his perm, <laughs> like the haircuts and the hairstyles in this movie. Yeah, straight should 80s. have its own category. Straight eighties, I mean, dude. Oh my goodness, uh, that hair perm that that Terry Funk had, the the mullets, the Jerry curl mullet that that Jimmy had. I mean, I mean, it's dude, just wowzers. And how the, about how about the lustrous mane of Sam Elliott? Oh my goodness, man! Because like, I remember I, watching the like I, when I see the the beginning and you see the you know who's going to be in the film and they said I was like oh Sam Elliott's in this I didn't remember that that was cool and then I forgot he was going to be in it like I'm going through the film and then then we get to the Wade Garrett character and I was just like oh my god look at Sam he's so young yeah but he looks like he's a thousand years old too he, man, he's been <laughs> rode hard and put away wet more than once <laughs> right but he still plays that same kind of like laid back kind of character that comes along with Sam Elliott. A lot of his films, he's just kind of got that drawl. You know what I mean? With um, the hard S's and he's yeah. Sam Elliott over here. And he's, he's, he's great, up dude. Halfway through this movie, this film strip. He's basically the narrator with one or two Spanglish words thrown in. Mijo, amigo. <laughs> Hey, how's it going, Miho? While he's yeah, getting his he, ass whooped. Yeah, exactly. Like, how ridiculous is that? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He plays this kind of cool, laid back guy, and then you, you immediately you know that this guy, you know, he's got what it takes too. It's like he and Dalton are probably two of the best. Uh, well, but dude, he, you know Sam Elliott. He I love. trained Dalton. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's what it was. He trained Dalton. There was that one scene where they almost kind of, you know, I think he went to, to he went to punch Sam Elliott, right? And he, st- he caught his fist. You don't want to do that, son. You don't want to go down this road. Yeah. Kelly Lynch um, as the doctor, Elizabeth. Dr. Clay. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, she was. I don't know. I mean, she was okay. I don't feel like she she had much in her character. There wasn't too much depth in it. I guess for me, it, you know, a lot. Her character just seemed kind of like an afterthought uh, to kind of add a little bit extra, you know, something to to keep Dalton interested in this town or even care about the town. Well, otherwise he would have he would have gotten out, or he wouldn't have, he would have never gotten involved with Brad Wesley at all. I mean, that was the whole the whole contention there. Because it seems like he was on to the next one in every other move, every other town. Anyway, can we uh, can we talk about Cody? Cody, man, that guy, Jeff uh, Healy, dude. You know who Jeff Healy is, right? The Jeff Healy band. Uh, no, I'm not. I might know them. Oh, he uh, he is no longer with us, by the way. No, adding to our long list of people that we talk about and then find out they're dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Jeff Healy's huge, dude. He was he's a in the world of rock music and classic rock. He's huge, uh, and so when I saw him, I was like, "Holy crap! I didn't know Jeff Healy was in this. Like, get out of here!" Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize that he was a musician. I just thought he was like playing a blind guy, but apparently he is a blind guy. No, no yeah, he definitely is, and he's really good at it too, dude. About being a blind guy or playing a blind guy. <laughs> I meant playing a guitar, sorry. Because <laughs> you were saying about the being a musician. I was like, yeah, he's pretty good at it. Oh, man. And don't you feel like an asshole? Yeah, a little, not really. Um, <laughs> but seriously, I'll, Keith David's in this dude. Didn't see that coming. Like, what? You, Keith yeah. David's oh. just playing a bartender. That's all. <laughs> just ran, Well, when we talked about They Live, unfortunately, second They Live reference, because I talked about Roddy Piper um, just a minute ago. Uh, you know, I think I did mention this when we talked about They Live. And I was like, oh, man, he was in this movie, too. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet, dude. Uh, but it's a pretty decent cast. Overall, you know, rounded out cast. Time out. Yeah. This movie came out immediately after they... It was the first movie for Keith David to come out after They Live. Oh, So, Okay. So he goes from they live to a bartender in the background that hands uh, Dalton a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Cup of coffee. That's about it. Um, but uh, let's see, Ben Gazzara, Gazzara as Brad Wesley. You can't. Ben Gazzara is he is a great was a great actor. You know, with with a ton of different. I mean, he was in The Big Lebowski, mm-hmm. no different than Sam Elliott. Right. Something tells me, however, that they didn't have any time together on screen. But I mean, he's he's known as like one of the better actors of like the the sixties, seventies, eighties. I don't know that I've seen any of his other movies, ironically. Um, and then you have a, a basically just kind of a, a motley crew of you know locals that that hang out with Brad Wesley that that they're basically his muscle. I mean, there's a guy what's his name? I can't pronounce his name. Suspenders? Kevin Ty, Kevin Ty, something like that. Uh, he was the one that he's the the he's the bartender he played Frank. Bar yeah, uh, he was the he was the one that was like related to somebody. Like, the, wasn't he a nephew of somebody in the film or or no? No, that was um, that was uh, the um, oh, what's his name? It, it it was just the bartender guy. I don't know what his name mm. was. Um, oh, oh, uh, oh, I thought he was the bartender. Pat, I guess not. Pat McGurn. Yeah, Kevin Ty is the uh, is the owner. He plays Frank. The, the oh, that's the right. The guy. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. John, that's who he is. John Doe played Pat McGurn. John Doe for real. He, that's his yeah. name. Well, that's his stage name. John Duke Duke Dukak. D U C H A C. Dukak. Professionally known as John Doe. 
Uh, here's and, a little piece about John Doe. This is actually really cool. He co-founded the L.A. punk band X. So punk punk fans will know that band for sure. Sure. <laughs> You're like, but yeah, okay. he looked just like a schlub. Like, uh, I don't know. He looked like um, just like a... I can't put my... Fa- he looked like somebody that would be on Reno 911, but <laughs> they would have to be funny to, to look that pathetic, you know, in just his appearance. Yeah. Basically, what we're saying is this is a cast, uh, you know, led by Swayze, Sam Elliott, with a little a little blinking in of Keith David, Jeff Healy's in this as well. But overall, it's it's I thought it was a decent cast. It was it wasn't a bad cast. I think a lot of the actors and actresses, you know, the work they did was it wasn't like it's Oscar worthy, but it it was a believable. Do you know what I mean? I what I didn't watch this either, going like, oh, this is like horrible acting. I felt like they they all did a really good job. Yeah, and I mean, keep in mind. I mean, this was this was not a Scorsese film, but they, uh, you know, they. I think they did a pretty good job with it. Um, you know, with casting and with the skills of the people. I mean, you look at Marshall Teague who played Jimmy, mm-hmm. and if you if you pull up his IM or his uh, Wikipedia under filmography, there are three columns of, be it oh, movie, yeah. TV, whatever, like appearances, you know, uh, episodes of this or that, and and damn, uh, he's got a long. Oh Long man, list of stuff. No kidding. Talk about getting work, dude. Yeah, Holy well, I cow! Guess he's, he 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 has a certain set of skills to uh, <laughs> look like he will, and you know, put his best foot forward with whooping ass. Nice. Um, oh, the director also directed not the movie I was expecting, uh, Gladiator, uh, but a different one. This one's from 1992, so never mind. Oh, that's um, is that's a fighting, uh, like a boxing movie or or an MMA movie or something like that. Underground boxing, it's a sports drama. Uh, yeah, underground illegal boxing. I remember, I think Cuba Gooden Jr.'s in it. And he is. I don't know the other. I, I was gonna say Ryan Gosling, but he's too oh. he's too young. Like he wouldn't have been in that. I can't remember now. James Marshall, Robert Lo, Lo, uh, Robert Loggia. Um. Mm. Sure. You know him. You know who Robert Loggia is. Yeah, if I saw him, probably. I don't know him off the top of my head. He's an old guy, but he did, uh, he was in Independence Day. Tim, and, He was also in Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie, which nice. strikes me as odd, considering he is uh, born in 1930, and I don't think he would understand any of that stuff. It's like Chevy I Chase, know. just, yeah, I'll sign up and do a show. Yeah, um, I, I, I know who he is. I just can't think of what he what he's done. Anyways, back to the show. Back to Roadhouse. Uh, so, anything else you want to say on the actors or the acting in this film? I think it was well, you know, well casted. Yeah, and and the action was good. I think it was well directed as well. I agree. That's Let's it. move on to the uh, the music and the soundtrack. Straight up, I mean, it's a it's a Roadhouse, so you're gonna have blues rock, and that's what yeah. we got. Like a lot of country blues rock. And the last one is an original original score, original song by Patrick Swayze himself. I did see that, but I don't remember the song. I got to be honest. I don't have this, a clue what this was. This is the era of movie stars and some TV stars thinking and actually doing, uh, thinking that they need to, to have a music hit and actually somehow convincing someone to do it like Eddie Murphy party all the time, which is a yeah. great, awful song. Yeah. Uh, uh, Don Johnson 
did heartbeat. <laughs> That's right. Which is hilariously awful. And, but dude, Swayze yeah. can sing. And to a degree. Listen to She's Like the Wind and then tell me if he can sing. I, that's that's the song I was referencing when I said that. Oh, <laughs> I didn't I'm know this. I'm looking at the the soundtrack, and it says that he actually um, performed another song as well on the soundtrack, "Raising Heaven in Hell Tonight." So now I feel like I have to go back just to listen to the soundtrack and see if I can hear that. But yeah, this, yeah, but this he didn't write that one. He had no hand in writing that. No, one. he just sings it. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, but everything else on here is straight up blues rock. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Like the even even the score was, you know. Oh no, let me let me. Oh, okay, that was the thing I wanted to say about this soundtrack. Awesome score. It felt weird. Yeah. If you if you go too, back, there's certain parts in the score where like it doesn't too melancholy. Yeah, too, it's weird. Too soft. I didn't get it. I didn't. It was such a weird kind of contrast after coming off of maybe like a you know roadhouse blues or something like that then all of a sudden it was just it was something it's i don't know it didn't work for me the score but the soundtrack itself fire i thought it was great it was great songs it fits the the feel of the movie you know it's it was one of the things that actually accentuates and makes it it gives it more fun you know more it made the movie feel more fun would you say the juxtaposition of those two i mean you say no let me rephrase you're saying the juxtaposition of those two is is uh, jarring, but do you think that they just had to put in some sort of audio to offset all the the heel toes and the you know heel toe steps that were loud as hmm. shit on the on the floor that they decided to use? I mean, um, they could have. It's it, just it felt I don't know. They could they could have still done something that was you know more subdued, but not what what they had here. Because I don't yeah. know why it felt like it was it was from a different movie. It didn't seem like it fit in this film. No, I agree. And and you know the now. Uh, similar to the sound design was was hilarious with all the the fights and the punches and everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was just so over the top. Granted, this movie is not even keel; it's very over the top. So, yeah. Um, but that's about it, man. There, there's not much else to say about the music. Again, the soundtrack is blues. If you if you check the soundtrack, you've got you know the Jeff Healy band does a lot of performances of other songs because that was the band in the film uh, yeah, at this roadhouse. Sense. Yeah, so they do, you know, they do Roadhouse Blues. They do uh, I'm Tore Down by Sonny Thompson. They do When the Night Comes Falling from the Sky by Bob Dylan. Um, I'm Your Hoochie Coochie Man by Willie Dixon. Um, then, you, like you said, there's Swayze's on here a couple times. Otis Redding's in here. Uh, it's a pretty, oh, Little Feet. That's a great, great band as well from back then. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a great soundtrack, if you ask me. Just just stay away from the, than the, the original score. Well, and there's also a limited edition 14 score soundtrack in 2012. And then in 2019, there was an expanded 31-track score Ugh, with, who reissued wants, with the film's 30th anniversary. I don't want that score. I just want the soundtrack. Yes. <laughs> no thanks. Um, anyway, you want to? You have anything else you want to say on the music? Uh, no. I mean, it's we touched on the sound, you know, the music. The we touched briefly on the sound effects, uh, sound design as well. So I think I'm good there. All right. Why don't you tell us about the special effects? Um, the only thing that I can think of were all practical, you know, the, there was no blood flying halfway across the room or landing on someone's shirt. I mean, it was all practical, probably blood bags or capsules or whatever, but there was also just explosions. Yeah. Regular standard Michael Bay type explosions and yeah. And they look good. There wasn't anything. What? 
It, and it looked good. It wasn't obviously it wasn't too much digital yet. You know, no no CG happening there. Uh, completely practical, just blowing up houses. Uh, it was lots yeah, it was of bumps. That. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, lots of bumps for sure. How about the slice the, when he got his arm cut and then he had to he stitched himself up. Boy, that was fun. I'm sure. I was just thinking to myself, like he has to be this guy, right? That just stitches himself up. He doesn't just go to like the emergency room and get himself stitched up. No, he goes for staples and for a date. Good lord, right? That's what I was thinking too. Because when he goes to when he goes the next time to the to the hospital, the the next time he's hurt and he goes to the hospital, it was like this is why sometimes it felt like the character of the doctor was. It was like they were writing this movie and they said, "All right, we have to have a love interest and let's have it be this person," you know, and it's. Let's be the doc. It, it just felt weird because if he didn't want to go to a doctor in the first place, what was the point in going this time? Staples, man. Get those staples. Um, get staples. Yeah. You take a sw- red swing line to your torso. There you go. There you go. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's not something you like. It's not good. It's not on the menu today. Yeah, uh, like you said, not many. You know, a lot of the stuff's pretty practical and pretty subdued. Um, it's about it. What else can you say on special effects? There was nothing else to say. I don't think there was any. So no. I, don't, I think we're done. Yeah, this movie that. is is just straightforward. It's not like really getting into too much. It's it's like I said at the very beginning of this show. It's a straightforward film in terms of what you're seeing is what you're getting. There's not like you're not going to sit here thinking about like, I wonder what that meant or, or trying to figure it out like Inception, right? This This movie for me is like just bang, 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 done. And you got everything you needed, so um, they, they they didn't you know they didn't they didn't jazz it up too much either, even when it came to special effects. So, uh, but overall, like I said, because this movie is one of those things, it's it's just kind of like I don't know, it's a roller coaster ride of testosterone. Um, obviously, there's going to be a lot of people that would like it. There's going to be people who don't like it, but for us who did enjoy it, there's going to be scenes and quotes that stick out. And you said you have like what thirty quotes lined up here, about twenty. <laughs> Let's hear some of them here. So, uh, and I did not take the time to rip them to strip the audio. So it's just going to be me saying it, which is, you know, use theater of the mind here. <laughs> uh, so when Frank comes to recruit Dalton in his New York club, mm-hmm. uh, where he's currently working in New York for his Kentucky or uh, Missouri club, uh, he says, "I got your plane ticket right here." Dalton says, "I don't fly. It's too dangerous." <laughs> that's right. I remember laughing at that. I was like, oh, "That's funny." That's nifty. Yeah, that's ironic, I do believe. Um, you know, and then the running theme is I thought you'd be bigger. Yeah, they always said that to him. Because he is, he's a smaller guy, Patrick Swayze. Uh even he's a even small his statured guy, yeah. Yeah, even his physique is very he's he's very kind of, you know He's he, very Rick Rude in his presentation. Yes, he's not you're he's definitely not like uh Goldberg or anything like that. This guy is, you know, when you look at him just with when he's do, you know, when he doesn't show his muscles or anything, like you would think to yourself, oh, I could just slap this guy around easy. And a lot of the bigger guys in this film, the characters make that mistake thinking that they're just going to take him out easy. Especially suspenders, who doesn't do a damn thing. <laughs> so it is funny though that, that that's the running thing throughout the film. They kept saying that. I thought you'd be bigger. Well, he's got like the perfect CrossFit frame. Yes. Um, let's see here. So my, uh, this has to be bar by bar, bar by far, uh, the, the most, uh, relatable thing that I can, uh, or to a degree. Uh, so it said on uh, the, the first night Dalton shows up at the, at the double deuce, it said on the wall, 
her a great fuck call and the <laughs> phone number. And Frank busts out a Sharpie and changes fuck to Buick. Yeah. And, you know, how many kids said, how many kids um, in school's uh, uh, book cover said Buick on it because they didn't want the teacher to look at it and see, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cody says to Dalton, uh, this toilet is worse than the one we worked in Dayton. And I can tell you, because I've been to Dayton, there's like one or two cool bars there, but that's about it. <laughs> um, I heard you had uh, t- uh, Morgan Terry Funk when being uh, uh, the night, but when Dalton shows up the night before he starts working, he wants to get a lay of the land anonymously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morgan says, "I heard you had balls big enough to come in a dump truck, but you don't look like much to me." Again, he's small. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody says uh, to some to Morgan, "What's his story?" Morgan says, what's his story? And Cody says, story is, you fuck with him and he'll seal your fate. Nice. Uh, Emmett says uh, to Dalton, calling me, sir, is like putting an elevator in, a, in an owl house. Yeah. <laughs> I like that old dude, man. He was awesome. Oh, he was great. Uh, let's see here. The Dalton says, people who really want to have a good time won't go to a slaughterhouse. That's pretty accurate. Um. <laughs> You know, the, uh, the uh, unless they're in G.I. Joe, the movie. Uh, um, let's see. The three simple rules. Dalton's three simple rules. These are critical for life, Chris. Yes. Never underestimate your opponent. Yep. Expect the unexpected. Yep. Uh, number two, always take it outside. And yep. Number three, be nice. Be nice. Until <laughs> it's time to not be nice. He's, <laughs> even if he calls you a cocksucker, he says something and he's like, be nice. And the guy's like, all right. <laughs> fine it's like what if he call and then i have this written down what if someone calls my mama a whore which That's dalton it. replies is she <laughs> oh it's so nice dude that was awesome uh, i like i yeah, i love that scene when he's talking to him i was just like oh this is great because he's coming across as this kind of like all you got to do is this it's this easy right and and in yeah. the real world you know that's not so that's not happening uh right. let's see yeah um at the end of the first night that Dalton worked, uh, Frank says, it was a good day. Nobody died. Um, <laughs> what? Is that a normal thing, by the way? At that place, I think. Yeah, I mean, sure. Um, not a quote, but, you know, I love the fact that Dalton carries around his own medical records. Yeah, that's weird, too. That's just strange. Yeah, uh, and then he's uh, Dr. Clay says to him, you must love the pain. And he says, pain don't hurt. Huh? Last time I checked, it did. Oh, God. This is great. Uh, Red, yeah. Red says to Dalton, does a hobby horse have a wooden dick? <laughs> That's awesome, too. And toward the end, the, the final fight scene between Jimmy and Dalton, uh, Jimmy says, prepare to die. And Dalton says, you are such an asshole. That's his response. <laughs> I, I just, Yeah. It's like, all right. It's like, no, uh. I call no fair <laughs> and, and Jimmy's, uh, I used to fuck guys like you in prison, which has become a, a common phrase Yeah, that, you know, to throw somebody off you know, when in, when engaging in verbal fisticuffs. Yep. That's all I wrote down. Yeah. This film is definitely full of, of one liners. Um, oh yeah. And, and like these kind of little nuggets of bar brawl wisdom. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, my favorite thing was a lot of the scenes, like the big monster truck just smashing mm-hmm. through the through through the 
uh, was it the, the front glass of the dealership and then through the, yeah. the vehicles all over the vehicle. Like you saw that. The second I saw a monster truck in this film, I knew it was going to be so used. many scenes ahead, which was so many scenes before yeah. it actually did that. But the second I saw it, I'm like, oh, they're crushing some cars in this film. There's no this, way this, was, this is just about this is what people are driving in Kansas City. This was well, when you own, when your boss owns the town, I guess you can do what you want. But this was the time of, you know, Bigfoot, Gravedigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the monster truck that trans what was was it Gravedigger, the monster truck that transformed? Um, no, there was, it was, uh, oh crap. It was like a, um, Mecha, I don't, I don't let me look at, I was going to say Mecha Godzilla. Um, no, but it was, it was kind of like that. It was like a, a, a dinosaurish style thing. I think Gravedigger was Bigfoot's nemesis. At least in my mind, he was when I was a kid, I always saw them as like enemies. I don't know if they really were in, like in reality. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, the, the downside of, of Googling monster truck transforms yeah. Or transforming monster truck is that you get a ton of toys and then I'll get distracted. <laughs> yeah, so we'll uh, we'll have to come we'll we'll circle back to that one. But the second I saw that I'm like this is being used. So when it was used it was awesome. Um and then I mean I just the fight scene. Okay, memorable but still made me go, "Oh, come on." Was when Robosaurus. Um, oh, Robosaurus. Yes, yeah, yeah, I knew it was a uh, dinosaur style. When Brad Wesley's like little thug with the pool stick all of a sudden, this guy's like a ninja. Oh yeah, that was Jimmy. Yeah, with the you know swinging the. It, the I just was like, what is happening right now, dude? What is happening? Like, how did this guy get come? You know, become this this. If, if if this was the case too, why didn't you send him the first time instead of your other guys that get beat up or smacked around? You know what I mean, Chris? Clearly, you're not a mob boss. You don't expose your best hand. You don't send your best hand. You're a top lieutenant your number one ass kicker to fight the the most basic of fights. You don't want to get him injured. You got to send him when you want to put an exclamation point. Well, on if something. he's, if he's the best, he's, he shouldn't be getting injured. He should be going out there and squashing the problems immediately. Chris, you don't send what the, your one man gang to take care of your jobbers. Um, I see. I saw here on Wikipedia that the monster truck used was Bigfoot number seven. It was originally built for the film, so they actually built it specifically for Roadhouse. Uh, But yeah, dude, mostly I feel like the whole film to me is 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 memorable. Do you know what I mean? Like after I watched it, I've been thinking about it and telling people like, "Hey, when's the last time you saw Roadhouse?" And they're like, "What?" I'm like, "No, trust me," because if you just want something that's kind of going to help you escape or or just have a lot of fun. This is definitely the film. Um, let's get into the rating, dude. What did you decide what we're rating this on? Um, I think we said uh, we're just going to do it on a category of violent, cheesy action. Just because Sweet. that phrase stuck out on, on the Wikipedia. Violent, cheesy action. Um, all right, I'll go first, dude. I'll let you finish it off since this is the one of the love films of your life. Um, for me... Again, I'd seen it when I was a kid, so I I only remember it in terms of, you know, an edited version, which I, I didn't remember there being a monster truck, so it really didn't leave much of an impact on me. But I, I you know, I, I watched it. Going into it, I watched it thinking, you know, let me just see what this is. I've always heard reference to it. I've seen things in pop culture um, about it, seen scenes here and there. So let's just let's just dive in and really just lose myself in this story. Um, and immediately... Like I said earlier, this isn't a film that would be coming out today 
in all seriousness. Do you know what I mean? Like to be taken serious as an action. People would look at this and be like, we've we've regressed. Uh, you know, we've moved forward with a lot of things and how women are treated, how people are, are you know, how women are, are spoken to. Um, overall, all this kind of stuff. And so this film is just kind of like a, a snapshot of what it was like back in the late 80s and 90s um, in terms of where we were as a culture and how we saw things like that over the topness. You know what I mean? So if, if you're looking for something that's an escape, this is the film because – I said at the beginning of the film, you've got you've got explosions, you've got martial arts, you've got, you know, monster trucks, you've got not even just martial arts, fist fights, barroom brawls, uh, you know, blues rock playing on in the background. And it does not this film doesn't go more than 15 minutes without some woman taking her top off or getting naked. It's it's just this kind of over the top, super excessive style uh, film. But it's got a good story, and it's got a really good character, uh, good cast, and the characters themselves. Like I, I liked, I liked some of these characters. I actually got invested in it, and so I really enjoyed it. For me, this is this is a film that I I would definitely go back to. I can see why for you it's one of your favorites because it's it's a lot of fun. This film was a lot of fun. So for me, I'm putting this at a four point five. What is it? Cheesy action sequences. Violent, cheesy action. Yeah. yeah. So four point five. That's right around where I expected you to go with it, just from the way you were talking. Um, I, I can I would echo a lot of the things that you said. Um, going back to the reference where you said if it come out now, it would regress. It would feel like we we would we would have regressed. Uh, here's an analogy. It's like if um, right the 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 movie that came out after it chapter one from what last year or the year before, if the next movie that came out the next week was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> that is an obvious regress. Oh, yeah. No Big kidding. Time. I remember. I've seen and that one a lot. Unfortunately, it's a movie that I've seen, too. It's something special. I, don't, I, don't, I would deny you if, if you said, let's watch that. I'd have to be in the right mindset for that, which is dead <laughs> or, or very agreeable to anything and anything. Um, but this movie is almost like... A, at least it has certain parts where it's almost like a modern day, at least for the time, Western. Yep. You know, where yeah. a guy rolls into town, you know, fall, you know, finds a reason to stay in town and then finds a reason to leave town and then takes out that reason for needing to leave town. And everybody loves him and everybody's happy at the very end. Um, there is a lot of debauchery in this movie. Um, you know, like you said, there's for some reason there is a lot of topless women unnecessarily i think you know i'm not against topless women but at the same time it's not you know only when it's appropriate i think is really when it you know they're running to skinny dip into the pool yeah that makes sense yeah uh it, it was frightening to see terry funk with his pants around his ankles throwing a woman into a pool that was weird <laughs> dude i'm telling you there's a lot when you say that about like when it's necessary or, or if it works because again the the nudity did feel over the top like like the girl just jumping up on a table and starting to yeah. take her you know her top off while she's dancing in the middle of a bar like i i have not really been to any bars that i can ever remember where women were just jumping up and getting naked you've never been to the double deuce no i haven't Maybe I should go to Kansas City. Jasper, Missouri, Chris. I think we're going to go do a live remote from there. <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your... your uh, no, no, that's fine. 
review. No, but I mean, it, it's, you know, it has pretty much everything that you could want uh, from a, you know, from a, a, a male oriented, let's say, uh, traditional male oriented action movie. You know, it has fights. It has, a, it does have a backstory and mm-hmm. like the details really pull you in. There's a love story, which seems to be required, especially in the 80s. Um, it, it does fall flat a little bit just from hearing you point stuff out. She is very quiet mm-hmm. and very, um, very timid and shy. At least um, uh, the the character is portrayed that way. I don't know if that's Kelly Lynch or if that's the character Doctor Clay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, toward the end of the movie, she does get when she. Ironically, she's very. Um, she's not very supportive. Uh, after uh, spoiler, after uh, Jimmy gets killed by Dalton, right? Even though Jimmy just blew up Emmett's home. And Dalton was basically, he, he started then, I mean, Dalton attacked him, but at the same time, maybe he was just making a citizen's arrest and Jimmy started whooping his ass. You know, she doesn't know because she wasn't there. Right. And then he wants to rescue her, which granted, doesn't every guy want to rescue every girl that works the the late, late shift and is working to pay off her college loans. But some of you will get that. But, um, you know, it, it, I think that the character, Dr. Clay, needs a little bit more depth, at least yeah. a little bit more emotionally visible depth. Um, but other than that, like everybody else was super relatable. Frank was great, very mm-hmm. smug because he, he landed Dalton. Sam Elliott as Wade was great as just like the casual drifter, doesn't mm-hmm. let anything bother him. Uh, Red Webster, played by Red West, that guy was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. He, he, he looks like the kind of guy that you just want to sit down and just talk and have a beer with yeah. or probably, you know, drink a couple a couple uh, sh- uh, glasses of whiskey with. Um, and then just everybody else that's in the movie is just either you look at them and they're designed to be bigger than Patrick Swayze. And Patrick Swayze's attire, you know, is usually skin tight, very form fitting, mm-hmm. very slimming. He wore black a lot, except for that one tan suit that looked like pajamas. <laughs> yeah. When he went over to meet with uh, with Ben Gazzara, with Brad Wesley. Um, but Ben Gazzara is the villain, is just this great older mob guy, kind of guy. He is Italian, so he does, you know, he doesn't look like the traditional mobster Italian, like um, what's his name from uh, Robocop. I can't remember his name now, but he looks like he kind of looks like Powers Booth a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, I forget his name. Um, but all in all, I mean, it's got everything in it that a guy would want, you know, destruction, fights, explosions, monster trucks, love, uh, a love story, um, you know, overcoming all odds type thing, mm-hmm. you know. And so just all in all, I mean, it, it's it's got everything you want. I love the movie. I've seen it in a long, you know, many a times and it's just got some of the most weird things even for then you know like i said carrying the medical records around <laughs> so many quips so many things for this movie i have to give it like a, a, a really high ranking 4.75 out of 5 nice 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 obviously this stays this is going to be a copy we keep on the dvd shelf for sure at the silence your phones studio um one thing real quick about red west did you know that he was a close confidant and bodyguard for Elvis Presley. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and apparently after he was fired uh, from being the bodyguard for Presley, he wrote a controversial book called Elvis, What Happened, in which he exposes the singer's dangerous drug dependence in an attempt to save him. Um, I didn't know that. That was pretty interesting because I clicked on the name because I was like, why can't I remember what he looked like? So I wanted to see that, and I was like, oh, that's right, that's red, okay. 
Um, but yeah, dude, I agree. This was great. I'm glad you picked this one because I never would have gone back to check it out again. I would have just forever probably not having any really kind of interest in like, let me check out Roadhouse. Would have just kind of kept saying, you know, the the same line that Peter Griffin says anytime, you know, he sees somebody get a roundhouse kick, just say Roadhouse. Um but yeah, dude, it's uh, it's 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 awesome. I I really enjoyed it. So I so listeners, if if you get a chance to, if you can find a copy, uh, definitely check it out. Now, trust me, if you are of a younger generation, this movie is not a woke movie. That's definitely the case. Okay, so mm-hmm. when you go into this movie, you got to understand that you can't really judge it based on on where we are as a society today. Um, wow. For next film, so I had a couple in my mind I was playing around with, but I think I'm gonna go straight for the one I had the instinct to go to when I wanted to. You know, I was just talking about it the other night. So I think the next movie we're gonna see is Goodfellas. <laughs> really funny. <laughs> really funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you mean I'm funny? <laughs> it's, it's funny. You know, you're, you're, it's a good story. It's funny. You're a funny guy. <laughs> what do you mean? You mean the way I talk? What? <laughs> It's just, you know, you, it's, you're just funny. It's, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. He's... Oh, oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? You're right. Funny how? Just, what? Just, you know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> you mean, so? let me understand this, because I don't, you know, maybe it's me, I'm a little fucked up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? I'm not just... You know how you tell a story? What? No, no, I don't know. You said it. How do I know? You said I'm funny. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Get the fuck out of here, Tommy. You <laughs> motherfucker. I almost had him. I almost had him. You stuttering prick yet? Have you seen it? This is a first viewing for me. Ooh. You know it's based on true story. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's it's one of those movies that is also in pop, you know, so embedded within pop culture oh, yeah. and, and movie, you know, Quentin Tarantino pulled a lot for um, uh, Reservoir Dogs mm-hmm. and, you know, that that opening up the trunk and looking out at, you know, in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. That's also, I, I mean, I know all of the backstory on a lot of these things, but, um, you know, I don't know. I, I've never seen the movie uh, at least start to finish or in, in, in uh, you know, completely. I might have seen a scene or two here and there, not knowing that I was actually seeing yeah. a, mo- a scene or two here and there. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know the story. I don't know the plot. And, oh, and sweet. I just have been... I've been looking for a reason to watch this movie. Well, now we've got one, dude. So Goodfellas is on deck for next week. Um, Other than that, guys, thanks so much for listening. Once again, this was Silence Your Phones. We appreciate you checking us out and supporting. Make sure you head over to BICBP-radio.com. Give all the other podcasts there a listen uh, and make sure to support them as well. Follow them on Facebook and all the social medias. Other than that, I'm out of here. Sean, you got anything else you want to say before we peace out? Mask up. Stay safe. There you go. Now it is safe to unsilence your phones.